Join coaches Mary C. Hartfield and Rebecca Thomas as they speak on the things most people want to know but might not be willing to talk about. Dive in with us for off-the-cuff conversations around diverse topics and gain insight and guidance to help you live a more purpose-filled life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Off the Cuff Coaching Podcast. I am your co-host, Rebecca Thomas. Hi, I'm your coach, Mary C. Harfield, Living Life on Purpose Coaching. Hello, Rebecca. How are you? Hello, Mary. Well, we're we're making it through the season. Yes. I mean, it's fall and it's cold in Michigan. I'm trying to decide if I'm going back down south, you know, for the Mm -hmm. winter weather. I will say though, I, I bought a new car this, this month in November with a sunroof and I have gotten to use it a couple of times. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause I know it was surprising. The sun is coming through, but it's like, you got to catch the right time of day. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to look at the weather map in the morning and say, when do they say it peaks? And that's the time you got to get out there and yep. feel the sun. Definitely. But this good. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? We're going to just talk about random thoughts from your coaches. So we're just talk, we're going to just throw out different questions and different things, and we're going to kind of answer it and give our thoughts and opinions on it. Nice. So, and then let's think about, so here's one. We chase happiness, but do not get it too often. Will we get it if we stop chasing it? Interesting. Isn't that interesting? I'm trying to think about I- chase happiness. And I don't chase happiness. Like I curate happiness, I think is how I would describe it. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. One of the things like I think about happiness and joy and one of the things that always sticks out for me in my regards to that is like I have an aunt that calls me Pollyanna because I'm always like silver lining and optimistic and like the life is in the lesson and all of those things. So I just automatically go there, but also one of the things I heard Brene Brown talk about multiple times, not one of the things, um, is the fact that people that experience deep joy also allow themselves to experience those really heavy feelings as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm definitely a person that knows how to do that. Like I feel my feelings. So, right. Yeah. And I, and I think when it comes to that, you know, I, you know, times when you're like trying to, you see yourself going off the edge and coming off of that level. I just think the joy of the Lord is my strength, Mm -hmm. you know? So you go back to that joyful place, that place of happiness. And, um, I think it's a choice that you choose can have it every single day. You don't have to chase after it. And not that it has to be like, I know I've, that a lot of people have talked about like, what is it? Toxic positivity is one of the things that comes up a lot because it's almost like forcing that there's happiness, but happiness and joy to me don't mean being that way all of the time, but it's right. being able to plug into those things and find those things, even when you are experiencing something difficult or heavy. Yeah. I think that's good. Cause life is going to happen. So is it right to do nothing at times and just feel happy about it, about doing nothing? I mean, I say yes, because going back to like, we're human beings and not human doings, like that's definitely something I resonate with really strongly. Yeah. I, I mean, me, I like doing nothing. I may get up and do nothing, you know, where someone say, well, why aren't you working or why aren't you doing something? It's like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Like I'm Fridays. You know, mm-hmm. I don't work on Fridays. That's my nothing day. I can do whatever I choose to do that day and get up. 
And I like that because, you know, you know, we're always running and not relaxing or whatever. I may sit up and watch vegetate on TV. And mm-hmm. to me, that's okay to do not to do mm-hmm. half nothing and be happy about it. Mm-hmm. Here's one saying sorry. And thank you too often is a sign of courtesy that everyone does and feel and few only feel. What does that mean? Everybody, do you just say sorry and don't mean it or, or thank you and don't mean it? I don't think people, especially women say it because they don't mean it, but I feel like they almost feel like they're obligated to say Mm -hmm. it, or they feel obligated to say it because somehow they're responsible for how somebody else receives somebody or the circumstances or something like that. Like I know over the last few years I've done, like, I'm not a person that says that I'm sorry a lot, not because I'm not sorry about things, but because my contribution to the thing isn't always on just my shoulders. And it's not about like over explaining or justifying. It's more about like having a boundary and life happening and what the expectations are around that. Um, and plugging into when an apology is actually necessary and when it actually undermines our integrity. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Where I'm a person where if I get into it with someone like, for instance, um, my cousin, he was redoing um, his mother's house and everything. And we went away for the weekend because he wants to do a reveal. You know, he's a designer. They do their Mm -hmm. reveal. Well, when we got back late on Sunday, I was tired and he was like, okay, let her just walk to her house. Like, okay, come on, Ann, because just walking slow. Come on, hey, you know, let's let's get this done for I can. And he got mad and upset because uh-huh. he was like, well, just like her doing. I was like, okay, because I was just like, let her go through. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know, so I'm one of these, I don't, when it says, don't let the sun go down your wrath, I believe it. I don't leave things unsettled at night. So we went all night. I thought about like, oh, my God, I went downstairs and he kind of was saying his piece and I was trying to move on. And I never said I was sorry. Mm-hmm. So the next day, I think around 11, I, I called. And he was like, oh, my God, he jumped right in. I was going to call you. I said, hold on. Let me say I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry. I know how you do it. He says I was just tired and ready to go home. And mm-hmm. moving. And he goes, I'm sorry, too. I was tired. And, it, you know, and he had he had been up for probably three days mm-hmm. or two days, three days working on this. So I was like two days and I was like, I'm sorry, too. And we're going. We love you all that. But I'm one that sometimes um, I don't think me saying sorry takes anything away from me. Mm-hmm. In a situation to get a situation together, get people together. I may know that that person is so wrong that it is not mm-hmm. my fault at all. And I may say, hey, I'm sorry. And I'm moving on from it and letting it go or whatever, because I, I want to kind of take the fire out of mm-hmm. the situation where instead, if I don't, it's going to keep on flame. Plus, I'm one of these, I don't sweat the small stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, where somebody wants to sweat it, I'm like, I'm about to take that all down. Pull the okay. sweat out from underneath it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say, I'm sorry. You're like, oh, oh, right. You can't dwell on it anymore. We moved mm-hmm. on, even though you're probably feeling guilty because you know you're wrong. So I'm easy, especially on my marriage. I'm like, I'm sorry. Let's move on. It's no mm-hmm. big deal, even though you're going to know you're wrong. Because you, And you I know. think. Right. I think it's worth noting too, like from my explanation earlier, the fact that there's a difference between apologizing and a difference between 
validating and acknowledging something. Yes. So, you know, when you think about like somebody's personal boundaries or their personal feelings or their personal experience, like all of us as individuals, that's different for all of us. Mm -hmm. So being able to recognize that and talk about it, but does, does that demand an apology and knowing when that is the case? Yeah. And I think, like you said, like you is talking it through or whatever, it necessarily doesn't, you resolve the issue. There's no apologies or anything that people have to, you have to get an understanding between people sometimes. Well, like Mm -hmm. you said, that's good. So in this statement, which statement is correct? A bottle is half filled or a bottle half empty to you? Oh, it's always half filled to me. Yes. <laughs> like it's never half empty. <laughs> right. Right. I'm with you. It's never. Yeah. People that say, oh, it's half empty. I'm like, well, what bottle are you looking at? Right. What I'm looking at is half filled. What do you mean? Yeah. You're so I honest. still got some left. There's still potential. Yes. There's still hope. Like, Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's what it's all about. I mean, I think people that look at half empty you got to look at what perspective are you looking at? Mm-hmm. You know, it's how full, like you said, there's still potential. There's still hope. There's all kinds of things. So, mm-hmm. you know, some people look one way and it's like, no, we got to look a different way. And it doesn't mm-hmm. look like that. So. So the irony of life is just as we celebrate our birthdays every year, we also pass our death date every year. It's just we are not aware of it. Now, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? I mean, to me, it's about like nothing is promised, including tomorrow. Yes. But also because of that, like living, living your life every single day and not waiting for those monumental dates full of pressure and expectations to celebrate yourself, but celebrating yourself on a daily basis. Like I listened to um, one of my favorite authors and she talks about the fact that when people speak their truth, why is it so many times when people speak their truth that they're talking about things that are traumatic or heavy or things like that, instead of saying like, sometimes my truth is like, I'm so fabulous. I can't stand myself. So focusing on those positive Mm -hmm. things as well, those joyful things as well, and not just the other parts of it. Yeah. And I I think, like you said, tomorrow is not promised to us. So every day, you know, it's like, you got to thank God you woke up this morning, you had breath because someone did it. Yeah. So that's a really opportunity to be thankful. And then also too, is not. And then it also, you know, always that little dash, you know, is what work you got to make sure the dash is what matter. Here's your beginning mm-hmm. of the dash and what have you done? So when you do mm-hmm. leave, you leave empty and don't bring who you are and everything that was put inside you to the graveyard. Right. And so that brings me to where people talk about the facts, like it's how you make other people feel about themselves. Right. That's really, really impactful. And I know like when I, when I take inventory that way, I'm like, I'm good. Like, right. I know I do a lot there, but this reminded me. So I was out on a walk and I don't even know if I told anybody this happened, but I was out on a walk a couple of weeks ago. I walked the same trail by my house all the time. There's a crosswalk on this pathway that crosses a major street here where right. I live. And there's a button to push. So the the flashing signs go off and everybody's supposed to stop because there's a pedestrian in the walkway. And I had my headphones in and I was listening to this book and there's been a lot of personal stuff going on. So I was really in my head 
but it was so interesting because I was crossing back across towards uh, across the road, coming back towards my house, mm-hmm. push the button. Lights were flashing, was paying, paying attention to what was going on because I always make sure that the people are stopping, but there was a vehicle that was in a blind spot of one of the people that stopped. And there was somebody oh. that was not paying atten- attention to the fact that the lights were going off and that the, there was somebody in the crosswalk. And all of a sudden I hear this horn blare. And so I'm in front of the vehicle that is stopped, but still can't see the one that doesn't see me and isn't stopping. And when I hear this horn, everything going on, like I was grounded in the moment, didn't freak out, just stopped, saw this other vehicle come to a screeching halt, right, right beside this other vehicle. Like I was right there. Right. And just like acknowledged it walked behind that vehicle. I wasn't walking in front of them, but I walked behind them after they stopped and just kept going. And I was just like, it's not my time and just kept it moving. And and I'm pretty sure that lady sat back there pooping her pants for a few minutes because of what had almost happened. But I was just very much grounded in like, okay, keep it going. (laughs) Right. Wow. Yeah, that is. So So here's one. A friend can teach you the best lessons in life. I mean, I think everybody can teach us the best lessons, but I think with our friends, like there's just that added vulnerability and support and love and trust that we're probably open to learning things from them that we might not be open to learning with others. Yeah. And I think it comes along with this that thought you can choose friends. So choose wisely. Mm-hmm. I think if you choose the right friends, you can learn life lessons from them. Mm-hmm. But if you choose fools as friends, mm-hmm. you learn foolish things. So things are crazy. So, I, you know, that's why, you know, we talk about remember friendship circles mm-hmm. and where we put people at is, you know, because I dealt with a client. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm like, well, let's let's do your circle of friends where mm-hmm. we put people. Right. And, and she was like, oh. I got these people right. I said, yeah, are they, should they be that close to Do they belong there? Yeah. Right. Right. And she realized, oh my God, I have all these people in the wrong place. I go, yeah. Mm. You know, I have a, what I have, my first circle is kind of like a wisdom circle. Mm-hmm. These are perfect. And I can call. I know from this situation, they know how to listen and only respond mm-hmm. when necessary. And they give me wisdom. They don't give me foolishness or whatever like that, or they don't mm-hmm. give me like, no answer. It's not about them. It's about me at that moment to come. So putting people in the right circle and you choose and you have the right, you can choose your friends. And that goes back to the, the glass half full versus that glass half empty too. Right. Like if, if you are viewing life through a lens, a certain way, but you find people around you that are constantly compromising or seeing it differently. I mean, and we're all entitled to our own opinions, but how does that make you feel? Is it supportive of who you are or is it just, are you people pleasing? Are you codependent? Like, what does that look like? And making sure I love calling friendships curations too, because make sure you're curating a friendship and friendship circles that are supportive and aligned with who you are instead of just filling the spots. Right. And I also, I want, I have a friendship circle. And when I get, when I, I know before what in career and everything, you get in a room and you're like, I'm the smartest one in the room. I got to get out of this room. This is uh-huh. not the right circle because 
I want to be learning too all the time. I don't want to be the mm-hmm. smartest one in the room. Everyone looking to you for advice. Mm-hmm. I want to be also where I can sit and gain wisdom. That's why I love being around older people. Mm-hmm. You know, they have so much wisdom in life or whatever. So, you know, it's so important about friends. You get to choose them and then making sure they're the right ones and then also put them in the right circles you have. Yeah. We have time for one more. Um, one more, I think we have. I'm trying to see. Here we go. Oh. Life is not by chance and choice, rather is by chance. What do you think of that thought? Say it again. Life is not by chance and choice, rather is by chance. I don't know. I guess I'm a little confused. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, life is not by, oh, no, no. You know, did I read it wrong? Life is not okay. by chance and choice, rather is by chance. Did I say that the first time? I think I yeah. did. Yeah. So. Like, what am I missing? Well, I'm, I mean, life is not by chance and choice, rather is by chance. So it's like. Chance, chance in means. choice. It's no, it's saying it's rather by chance, like it just happens, right? Yeah, no, I don't believe it. that. No, I mean, I, I, I think there's definitely elements of it happening because you can never have like all the denominators, right? But at the same time, like, I feel like there's so much, like, one of the things that we talk about that you control is how you respond to things. So even though you might not have a say in what's happening to you, you still have a choice in what re- you respond to. But there's also, right. cert- in my opinion and my beliefs, I believe that there are certain things and people that are going to be put on your path that right. are not by chance. They're they're there for a reason and a purpose. And yeah. what you do with them is your choice. Right. I agree with it. I mean, I, I'm like, life is not just, oh, I'm just going to take a chance, happenstance, if it happened, if it works. No. Like, it's, oh. Right. No. <laughs> it's like getting up in the morning and say, oh, whatever happens, ever happens. I'm going to do Oh, no, thank home. you. Right. It's like, I mean, there is some beauty in that, but at the end of the day, no, like it's, it's what you do with it. Yeah. You know me, we're going to have these habits. We have our list together. We're going to know we're going to do the next day. Intentions, the alignment. Yes. Alignment. Oh my God. Okay. Let's do one more before we get off. Being alone (laughs) is powerful because not everyone's cup of tea. I mean, I don't know about the kip of tea part, but I think it's important for everybody to be okay being alone with themselves sometimes. Right. Because every what, yeah, it's saying everyone is that not everyone's cup of tea. Everyone oh, may it's not, not like being on. No. I mean, I can look at even people in my family, but people in general, like it's really uncomfortable being with yourself sometimes because you have to have some real honest conversations with yes. yourself. And if you deny those things, good luck. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I'm, I mean, I think when I talk about older, I was one that because I was a social bird, you know, mm-hmm. out there, an extrovert, it was like people around and okay, what are we doing today? And yeah, but now I am so settled and being alone. It's like, mm-hmm. I kind of get upset when people disturb my peace, but mm-hmm. it's also my opportunity to check on Mary and how she's doing and her well-being. where if I was other people, there's too much noise. So I love being by myself. You know, I think of my uh, one son always like, mom, we got a plan for you move down here. I'm like, my grandkids would be there. <laughs> and yeah. And I'm like, mm, I like having my own space. I like being but alone I, where I can get with Mary, but I can just have that peace mm-hmm. and drink my cup of tea. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And I think that's the thing is just the self-awareness on an individual basis to know where your needs are with that. So if you're avoiding being by yourself, that's one thing. But if you are an extrovert or you need that connection, like there's nothing wrong, right or wrong about that. It's just like, what are your personal needs and how does that look? Right. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah. And I think, you know, everyone is powerful. You know, if you're one that's going, 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 I think last year kind of slowed us down as some people had to be alone with each other. And I think, Mm -hmm. too, um, and I think after last year, if we haven't learned anything about really when we come to mental health and everything, that we got to take a long time to get with us and also for us to get the help that we need, you know, because, you know, when you're alone by yourself, you got to thank you know, that you can look at all the, some of the marriages that went to divorce. So you're thinking, oh my God, all these years you're living together. And then when you had to be with each other, that it didn't work out, mm-hmm. you know? So really, I think everyone should get alone time and get to a place where you're comfortable being alone with yourself. Even set up that time. I, you know, I block out my calendar. People call, oh, I got an appointment. It's probably with mm-hmm. myself. You know, make an appointment with yourself. Everybody should do that. (laughs) Yeah, to have a good time. All right. Any last words, Rebecca? I don't think so. I think that was fun. Yeah, I like that random thoughts every now and then. Um, You know, send us in some random thoughts and we'll talk about it. But make sure that, you know, you um, like us. Is it like on Facebook? We have Facebook page, business page, like us. Check out our website. And then also broadcast our podcast. Let us know what you want to hear from us until next time. Have a great week. Bye everybody. Bye Mary. You've been listening to off the cuff podcast with life purpose coach, Mary C. Hartfield of living life on purpose and more than a life coach and energy architect, Rebecca Thomas. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, go and leave us a review and tune in next time as we continue to talk about the hard things, bring them to light and help you move through your life with a little more grace, curiosity and realness.